When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite lore cast on the Citadel. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast lore behind the Mass Effect games. Welcome, Spectres and Keyless Ally. I always write that on the show notes. Tom never reads it, so now I'm taking control. That's right. I'm assuming direct control of the Mass Effect Lorecast because Tom is on vacation. Uh, so, welcome in, Spectres. I'm talking directly to our patrons because this is the patron chat this week. And uh, joining me are a number of the smartest Mass Effect people that I know. Uh, let's go around uh, in a clockwise fashion from what I'm seeing. And I'll welcome people in. Green Wicked Ranger, how's it going? Not too bad myself. How are you doing, Sam? Doing fantastic. Glad to see you. It's the uh, first time I've seen you, I think. Yep, first Patreon chat. And Genesis, welcome back for I don't know how many months now. Uh, quite a few. Almost two years. Can't get Engin- rid of me. <laughs> Can't get rid of you. Not even I tried multiple times. Um, M. Jamar, how's it going? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Turbo Toboggan, how's it going? <laughs> going fine and g-man good to see you as well thank you good to be here magister of twilight welcome in you're another uh first time in the patron chat good to see you hello thank you for having me and scott welcome back hey good to be here so uh, those are our patrons this week, and they came up with a pretty, pretty interesting choice uh, for what we're going to discuss here. And I really love it. Um, I can't wait to talk about it with you all. What we're talking about this week is whose death in the Mass Effect universe is most impactful. Now, I think now let's clarify that first, because impactful can be a loaded term. So we can choose to talk about impactful to the entire storyline or which one just hurt the most. 
Uh, or maybe you relished in it. Maybe you liked it. <laughs> maybe it was very impactful to you. Um, but we're going to go around and we'll go clockwise fashion. And then someone will say what death was most impactful to them. And then I'd like to hear whether people agree or not. And then why or why not? Uh, and maybe you can agree without maybe saying that it's the most impactful to you. But regardless, I'm sure that there will be varying degrees of grief that we're all reliving while uh, going through all of these um, um, incredibly uh, poignant deaths or maybe funny deaths in some circumstances like that eclipse murk that we get to yeet out the window. Um, so without further ado, Green... Why don't you go ahead and, uh, you know what, since it's your first time here in the patron chat, uh, first, tell us how you got started with Mass Effect. So, I bought uh, the first Mass Effect when it came out, what, I think 2007, 2008? And I immediately brought it right back to GameStop thinking, okay, this is not my type of game. Years later, I rebought it. And I was instantly hooked. Fully understood that. <laughs> and now here I am. And I can't even tell you how many times I've played those games. Right on. Right on. I don't know how many complete uh, playthroughs I have under my belt. But in terms of partial playthroughs, I think it's probably above 10 at this point. Um, but I've certainly spent many more hours researching the lore and uh, reading the lore than is probably healthy. Uh, so, Green, tell us whose death in Mass Effect doesn't have to be a squad mate necessarily. But whose death do you think is most impactful? I'd have to go with Morden, you know. He does that that full redemption arc throughout uh, Mass Effect two and three. Would have liked to have run tests on the seashells. Absolutely, I want to see those results. I want pie graphs. I want charts. I want the whole shebang. And so, why specifically do you think that his death is impactful? And are you saying that it's impactful to you personally or to the story as a whole? I'm going to go with mostly for on the story as a as the for the whole. Um, personally, I didn't really find any, any of the, any of the characters deaths, you know, like, uh, that, that really hit the heartstrings, but Morden to me would be the closest one to it because of the whole, he's the one that came up with the genophage and he's the one that cures the genophage. The redemption arc is, is something that I've previously likened to the end of a tale of two cities where for our literary fans out there, you'll know what I'm talking about when I talk about the final pages of that book. Uh, but that one, di okay, so your first playthrough, do you remember whether or not you went about it the Paragon or Renegade way? No matter how many times I try to do a Renegade, I always go Paragon. It is so hard to be Renegade with Morden, and it's even more excruciating uh, for those of you who have listen to the episode that we did with John Ebinger, who is a cinematic designer on the game and worked on that scene specifically with Morden. He even admitted to us that he purposefully made it more gut-wrenching if you were going to be renegade with Morden because you pull out not just the Carnifex he gave you in Mass Effect 2, but that's the only way you'll get that line from Morden where he snaps and says, I made a mistake! And it's like, even just recalling it and saying it is like, whoa. It's also Your the spirit? only time Morden says I. 
just hearing hearing the pain in his voice when he yells, you know, I made a mistake. That's what does it, I think. Uh, yes. And like it proves that he is he is very prideful as an intellectual, but he's he uh, he recognizes it. He's recognizes shortfalls the whole time. Um so wow, okay, so let's open this up to the rest of the patrons. Who here agrees that Morden's death is pretty impactful? Okay, so, so I see show of hands so Turbo and who else? And Jin and Scott is also raising his hand. Uh okay, so let's hear from someone, uh doesn't matter who, chime in about why you think it's impactful. Well, I definitely think from the storyline-wise that uh, Morden's death is very impactful. And then for me, it, I, I cried, like, especially the first time watching it through and thinking that, you know, like, my pure Paragon run, I'm going to be able to save everybody. That's the whole point, right? You're the Boy Scout. You get to do everything right. And so when Morden did die on me and there's no way to save him, I definitely felt the impact. And from the storyline wise, uh, it, I think I agree that it's the redemption arc makes it very, very important. Now, Sandsterbot brings up an interesting point here in chat. I fully agree, by the way, with what you said, Genesis, but uh, Sandsterbot brings up Morden and Legion made me cry, but having to deal with the choice of the Vermeyer survivor is brutal. I don't remember having such a hard choice before Mass Effect. And I think the whole notion of choice when it comes to Morden's death is interesting because no matter what you choose, Morden still wants to sacrifice himself for to, to end the genophage. So as opposed to the Vermeer survivor, Morden's death is really out of your hands. I mean, there is a possible way to save him, but it's a pretty hard outcome to get to. And it's almost one of the, it's one of the very few deaths in Mass Effect that your choice almost has nothing to do with. Uh, Turbo, you also raised your hand. Uh, why do you think Morden's death is particularly impactful? Because, uh, what, like, like they said, like the only way to save Morden is to be an evil, evil person, because you're literally condemning a race to con a, a continuance of them having all the hardships of watching their children be born. Absolutely. That's like an evil thing. It's like say, to save one, you are condemning, I don't know, millions, but at least thousands of children to death. Yes. And, yeah. and it's so much more. You bring up an interesting point. Morden's death is not about Morden. It's about everyone else. So it's a very interesting point. Um, Scott, you had raised your hand too. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's where I'm coming from too, especially because um, I'm a completionist when I play. And so I talk to all the squad mates as many times as possible. So it's hard having to hear him start singing the song again um, right at the end. But it's also hard because you've gotten to know him so well and brought him out of a place of saying, it was the right choice. Of course, it's the right choice. And now he's like the complete opposite and he's done a 180. So knowing him that well and then watching the elevator go up, you're like, no, like, don't do it. Every time you're like, maybe this time. 
and and you can't stop it. Hades Town or something where you're like, maybe the Hades and Persephone story will be different this time, and you know, more is not coming down that elevator. Yeah, exactly. It's a one way trip, uh, no matter what you do. And I was naive to think in my very first playthrough that you know what, maybe I did something wrong. Maybe if I just like had done a few extra quests or a few extra things, maybe I could have like, you know, gotten him to come back down. Like maybe it would have been a razor thin margin of error there. But, and you know, no matter how many times I played through again, I never could save him. And I've never, I've out of all my playthroughs, I've never had the heart to sabotage the Genophage cure because that takes a special kind of uh, motherfucker. <laughs> so... <laughs> And we're 20 minutes in, by the way, into my stream, and that's how long it took me to drop a curse word. So I think Tom should be proud of me. Uh, but l moving on. Okay, so Genesis, you, I'm guessing, already had someone right away that you thought was the most impactful death. And, and so tell us who you think that is, and is it most impactful to story or to you or to both? Um, it was definitely to me. Uh, because my the death that impacted me the most was out of like on my first playthrough I lost my Miranda and that totally sucked I dealt with it I then lost Pally in Mass Effect 3 and it was the first time out of my entire trilogy playthrough that I went back and save scummed because I could not deal I could not. I was like, no, some, something went wrong. Specifically, what about that scene was like the dagger under your ribs? Uh, well, the scene that I'm talking about is on Rannoch when trying to convince the Geth and the Quarian to work together. And I made a mistake leading up to that to where I could not brokerage, the, I could not broker the peace between them. And I was siding with the Geth because I didn't want to kill off Legion. And I was like, but Tally loves Shepard, and so they'll be fine. And then it's not fine. And she dies in by her own hand. And it hurt so bad with the most evil, evil Paragon interrupt possible. Where... You have the option to pull a Paragon Interrupt, and you reach out as if to grab her, and you miss. Alright, I'm messed up for that one, but go <laughs> You are, but I was expecting it, so that's why I paused. I'm messed uh, up for that one, but that, that really is... They, I've seen this discussion. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at the chat here in the live stream. And if you've never watched one of my live streams, then you haven't seen Buttspot go to town. And Buttspot is really going to town on some of the comments right now. It, <laughs> it said, what happens if we, if we butt do the Turian butt mission? But anyway, about Tally's death, her suicide... I've read in forums, or I can't remember where, but discussions among the developers was that they debated whether or not that was going to be inevitable if you couldn't, mm. if you couldn't broker peace. And ultimately, they decided that if you can't, you know, and the Koreans do get wiped out, that it doesn't matter. Tally does die, and she does commit suicide. And just like the episode that we were just doing, when you review that final message that her father sends to her 
and all of what happens after that through Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, it completely makes sense why the pain would just be so immeasurable for Tally. Everything she's done to this point was for her people. It wasn't for her. And, you know, for Shepard, too. But, yeah, yeah I can... I. I agree with that. Who, who here agrees with, with Jim that Tally's death is, is very impactful? All right, I, I see you raising your hand. Uh, Magister, why don't you tell us why her death is impactful uh, to you? I mean, she's one of your OG uh, squad mates. Like, she's been with you through the whole journey. So seeing her go from this... Like hearing what you guys are uh, doing the videos previously, this young naive, well not naive, young streetwise uh, kid into an admiral, and then you get the opportunity to like take everything away from her, even if you don't intentionally mean to do it, and just to see her being so devastated that she's willing to just jump off the off the ledge like that is just. It's rough, and it also carries with it the the death of a nation, the death of a people. Well put, well put. Um, Yeah, it's like a Game of Thrones-style terrible scene that happens. For anyone that watches Game of Thrones, like, that one hurt worse and felt more out of left field than watching The Red Wedding for me. Uh, just because it, it wasn't, you know, a room full of people. It was millions <laughs> of the rest of their race. And then the one person that you've known since Mass Effect 1, the one Corian you've known since Mass Effect 1, uh, just ends your life. Um, okay, let's, let's, let's move forward. M. Jamar, who do you think had the most impactful death in the series? Yeah, mine was actually Tally. Um, I mean, Jen, Jen said it all, like, it was just, that was because I was not expecting that. I thought, well, my, my first playthrough, I didn't actually have the DLC that you needed to, um, cause there's like a mission on one of the DLCs and I didn't have it. So I automatically wasn't going to be able to save her. Um, so that was just really sad. Um, it was like, it was just, she was that broken that it was something that I, it almost seemed out of character because she didn't seem like a person that, you know, to, to give up hope. And just seeing that was like, damn. And then, uh, yeah, fuck of Bioware for like screwing with us like that, like with the the Paragon. And then the, the camera panned down to see my hand with no tally. Like, yeah, that was, that was a little that, I, up. yeah, that was rough. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was you know what that was that was the Paragon version of the Renegade thing with Morden's death where they really wanted to like stick it to yeah. you and they wanted you to feel terrible exactly. and that's exactly what that was uh, so yeah <laughs> day they laid in, in chat says cinema yes absolutely um, fully agreed uh, so who here you know what since since Imjimars was also Tally who here disagrees who here thinks that Tally's death is not impactful or rather who here could make the argument that tally's death is not impactful turbo i i see you mouthing some words but we cannot hear you that might might have been on purpose i think maybe he's swearing up a, a storm over there and yeah yeah yeah, that, yeah i had it muted i was just saying get out get out <laughs> um Okay, so you know what? I'm going to be devil's advocate. I'm going to put forth an argument that Tally's death was not impactful because she's just one Corian 
The rest of her race is already wiped out at that point. And I don't know how Corian reproduction works, but I'm guessing if she's the last of her race, then and there's no other Corians, then there aren't going to be any more Corians. Uh, which would mean that the Corians are doomed anyway. And it doesn't come until Mass Effect 3. And with the Corians gone, what is the war asset differential with Corians gone, Tally still here, and Tally gone, Corians gone? So that's my argument that Tally's death is not impactful. Uh, I can honestly, from a gameplay standpoint, say that it is from a war asset standpoint, it's exactly the same. The Geth and the Corians are worth the same amount of war asset points. Gameplay. No difference there. Uh, Tally is not the last Corian because not every Corian was on the flotilla at the time. Good we point. We know that they're. Yeah. So. There we, she could still have babies. Um, or, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And MGMR. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Madge. Uh, let's say another kind of point. We literally have um, the DLC for Shepard having to deal with his own clone. So, not like we couldn't add some more Corians into the into the stream uh, with cloning technology. There you go. We do know cloning is possible. You're absolutely right. Uh, all right. Well, M. Jamar, I know that you really wanted to chime in with with uh, with my devil's advocate argument. Like she's not just Corian. She's built different. She's she could be like the 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 Corians are gonna need a leader, and she could be that leader. Like she was with Shepard uh, for a year, for three years, or whatever. You know, she's got combat skills. She's smart. She's uh, a, a good diplomat, I guess. You know, so she she could bring the the leftover Corians um, throughout the galaxy together. I mean, yeah, it does seem like minuscule and in a sense because it's one person you know but at the same time it's like it's a person that was fighting for the Koreans and that was was really close to getting getting them their planet back so I mean like one person I mean look at Shepard he's one person it's a great point as well uh and Turbo I know you love Tally like your life depends on it so you have to have some thoughts here Oh, no, I'll let, I'll let your, you can have your opinion. It may not be a pangolin, but can't Corians breed, breed, uh, breed with Turians? Because I thought in a bar, a Turian was tr trying to give hints to a Corian and stuff like that. So well, couldn't the Turians help? There was a, they would. There was a core or there was a Turian who was in a bar in Ilium who was talking to a Corian about he was basically trying to play the nice guy and say that the human that she was with was just insensitive and she shouldn't even consider him. Um, but I'm not sure about the breeding questions. I will defer to our resident expert on alien breeding. That is Genesis. Well, I just one because they're both the amino acid base. That's how I won't ask bringing it up. Corians and Turians are not compatible to have children together, but like as in there's not going to be any hyperallergenic issues with uh, 
Yeah, I'm going to stop there. But no, they can't have children together. And uh, you know what? They can do other things. Um, I know that my tally thing was a hot take, but here's another Mass Effect hot take coming through. I think it's probably a good thing that we never saw in the games a cross-species, like, child or cross-species. Like, I don't know what that would have looked like. And I've been like, huh, sweet, man-made horrors beyond my comprehension. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I don't know if I, I want to see I do not want to know what a Hanar, Hanar Elcor baby looks like. What's a human Krogan baby look like? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I saw them all the time. They're called uh, Asari. Only a cross-species. Um, yeah, that's the, uh, the Asari of the Trump card, right? Because all cross-species Asari are Asari, so... Um, yeah, Day They Laid uh, in chat says, what a terrible day to have eyes or mental eyes if you're listening to this on your way to work and you're trying not to imagine what cross-species uh, abominations could exist. Moving on, uh, <laughs> Turbo Toboggan, what, who do you think has the most impactful death in Mass Effect and why is it Tally? No, I'm not going to do this since we already talked about it. I had a, I had a, I had a safety net in plan because I thought I'd get beat to it. Good plan. Um, uh, mine, it's more of, to me, uh, Shepard dying in Mass Effect Two, because when I first played that and I and I was like I didn't know anything about it, just played it and they killed Shepard. I'm like, wait, you killed my character off from all the first game. You're just gonna. I thought they, I thought they were pulling a the roll on my rug and stuff like that. I thought they were, but then Shepard coming back, back, but Shepard dying, his team, his family broke apart. And it set, it, it set them in. Cause without Shepard, there constantly being like, Hey, Reapers, Reapers. It kind of got swept under the rug by the council. And it, it kind of, I feel like it led to what happened. That is a great point. I honestly didn't even consider Shepard as an answer to this question, but I, I fully agree with you that in terms of impact to the story, Shepard's first death is definitely the largest. We don't know how Shepard's second death may, you know, play into the story. So, um, yeah, great answer. Uh, who who here agrees and can speak to that? Green. Um, I I agree completely with Turbo. Uh, you know, if it wasn't you know for Shepard's you know dying in the in the beginning of the second game, we wouldn't have you know Garrus being the archangel. We wouldn't have uh, Le- uh, Liara going off and you know finding herself. I guess you know on on Alium. You wouldn't have pretty much anything that happens in that two year gap as it pertains to Shepard's squad. I think they would have. I don't know. Actually, well, you know, uh, Tally would have finished her pilgrimage. I think she still would have gone back. Uh, and yeah. I don't think Garrus would have become Archangel, though. I don't think... I don't think we'd have Legion. I don't know if Liara would have become the Shadow Broker. We would have not have as many romances as we did. We'd ha- probably still have either whichever squat of the two uh, ver- ver- can't say that word those two ashley or kaden we can only have one of them and then liara because without tally going away and growing up or without uh because i don't uh without a garish changing or thought or sent i can't say names today that's okay words is hard 
Yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't have all that different romance and peoples because we 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 wouldn't need to go out and get another crew. We'd have our still OG crew. True. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Shepard would have ever. Well, you wouldn't have gotten the dossiers right from the elusive man because I don't know if Shepard would have ever teamed up with the elusive man if Shepard didn't die. So that's a great point as well. The Krogan wouldn't be unified under Rex either. They'd still be kind of warring because Rex would be with you fighting the Reapers. That's absolutely right. I mean, I mean, it's all speculation, right? But uh, I think that's pretty accurate. Um, did anyone else have a comment they wanted to throw in here about Shepard's death? First death. Oh, Got I fully agree with Turbo. Yeah, uh, great point, Turbo. Didn't even consider that one. All right, uh, moving on. G-Man, uh, who do you think had the most impactful death in the Mass Effect universe? Um... I would say, I would say probably Vermeer, the Vermeer death. Um, for you, who was say. that? Uh, for me, Caden. For me, it was Caden. All of the Caden yeah, stands are now converging on your location. I know. I, know. I, I typically romance Ashley, so that's that's a foregone conclusion. Women and children first. Come on now. Um, there's a, but not the, uh, not the, uh, I don't know. It's, I didn't play the first game first, so it would have been like a personally impactful one if I had already known this, you know, if I didn't know the stakes going in, that was the first thing. But I think for like, in terms of general story, um, that's the first real, like the first time that you realize not everybody's going to make it. Um, I have no issues with, you know, either Caden or Ashley at all. Um, I mean, relatively speaking, but the, uh, I wish both of them could have made it. And you get into that situation where it's, you know, backs against the wall, timer's running out, you have to choose. And that's the first significant time where you realize you can't save everybody. That's something they... You know, they kind of gloss over in two and, you know, there's there's stakes to two and not everybody is going to make it in two unless you're really, you know, unless you know what you're doing. So you're saying but it's a it's a tone setter. Are, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's one that they they hit back on in three when you come across Morden and do that whole whole thing where it's like, yeah, not everybody's going to make it out. But the first time you really have to deal with that is in is in Mass Effect one on Vermeer. And so I think from like a story, from a story perspective, I think that's the most impactful to me. And it just comes out of left field. You know, like I remember yeah. in 2007, I was playing through Mass Effect 1 and and you're just kind of chugging along. And then unless you had it spoiled for you, you get to Vermeer and then you're just kind of like it comes at like such a transitory moment, if that makes sense. You're not even like yeah. there's no build up. You're just kind of on your way somewhere. And then things yeah, happen. So fast. Exactly. Yeah, so sudden. Things and just happen. And then they're like, oh, Shepard, you got to make the call. And you're like, what? I'm not ready for this. And chaos they, of war. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah, great answer. Um so we'll say uh, Vermeer survive Vermeer uh, so death. Who here agrees that the Vermeer death is impactful for the for the whole series? And uh, Magister, I see you raising your hand. Yeah, I just <laughs> I remember being a seventeen year old teenager just cracking open this game, being like, 
having that moment of that presented to me. And I remember just waiting for a solid like 10 to 15 minutes with Shepard standing over the balcony. I'm just like, I, I don't know what to do with this. Like, that was, this is the first time I ever had a video game approach me, like being like, hey, you got a vital decision to make. Who knows? Who knew that that would be a, a lifelong journey with the Mass Effect series? But uh, yeah, that was definitely the first time I ever had like a video game confront me in that way, being like, you, you have to choose which one of these people are going to die. Right. Yeah. I, uh, it, you know what? I'm trying to think if I ever played a video game before Mass Effect 1 where I, like, it wasn't baked and set in stone that a character would die. And I, I honestly don't know, aside from like open sandbox RPGs where, you know, anyone can die. Uh, so I, I don't think so. Uh, and that's a, yeah, that's a great point. Um, all right. So I saw a few other hands go up, uh, when I opened it up for the Vermeer survivor in Jamar, I think you had something to say. I was just, it's really impactful in terms of how it, uh, affects the story going forward. You know, you choose one person and it's, to, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say totally different, but you know, it's still a different path. Um, I, I will say though, like me first playing it, I feel like emotionally it wasn't as huge of an impact. Maybe because well, Caden, like I mean, I was a guy playing as a guy, so you know, you can't really get that real deep uh, friendship with the uh, the same same gender. So it's like I, I probably wasn't so attached to Caden, and I, I say I ended up saying Ashley, so I was probably closer with her. But overall, like it's still like it still has an emotional effect um, because it's like, damn, like who do I choose? Like I don't I'm gonna be responsible for this person's life, so it's. It's heavy. It's heavy uh, in in terms of a plot, and also in terms of just the way it makes you feel. Absolutely, uh, that one is really rough. If you decide to go with a meaningful tragedy playthrough, and you willfully sacrifice the the person you were planning on romancing, that one's like you know, if you're a masochist, that's the way to go. Uh, if you want to just be like, yeah, just fucking put the clamps on and twist. There you go. <laughs> then, <laughs> I do that, I do that on my hardcore or on my insanity runs. Gives me extra anger going into Mass Effect Two. Uh, narratively, I really think that it's like a good call because by the time you get to Mass Effect Two, you're like so over everyone's shit that it allows you that pivot to a more renegade playthrough, uh, and it explains some of the other the way that some of the other lines that Shepard delivers are that you can't really de- decide how Shepard delivers. There's, there's a distinctly darker tone in Mass Effect 2. Um, so, all right, does anyone disagree that the Vermeyer survivor, that their death was not impactful? I'm not, I'm not seeing any hands go up. So I think everyone, I think everyone agrees. And, um, okay. So why don't we go to the mid break and, uh, we're going to have a little message, I think from Tom, uh, he's going to record this in post-production, but we will go to the mid break and then we'll catch you later. Message coming in. Patching it through. I am sovereign and this Lorecast is mine. I like the sound of that. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, here we are in the middle of the show, and I'm so sad that I missed everybody, but I uh, I was on vacation. I, I couldn't call in, and uh, I look forward to chatting with everybody next month and getting back to the regular episodes with Sam in the week that's coming up. Uh, but in the meantime, we do have some new patrons and some reviews to read out. So big shout out to Cable X Escani Clan and Anna for being our newest patrons. Welcome to the Patreon. And... Big shout out to all of our Shepherd tier patrons, Kolkashins, Edboy, Kiracy, Lieutenant Tessina, that Spectre J, and William, and all 70 of our current patrons. Thank you so much for your support. Let's get to some of the reviews. We had some some real nice short ones that came in this last week. This one comes from Chizuru Chen, I think is how you pronounce that, from the U.S., who writes, This is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. If I could leave a higher rating, I would. I love all things Mass Effect. And this I found one day while looking at Mass Effect podcasts and thankfully stumbled on this one first. Well, thank you so much for for leaving that five-star review. This one comes from Lord of None, also in the United States, who writes, Does this unit have a soul? I like the sound of that. This trilogy was the first that I played completely from beginning to end because of the rich lore and the characters that made me care about them. Thank you both for bringing even more enjoyment to me from the this massive universe. Mass is uh, capitalized there. Uh, I should go because by the goddess, I'm in the middle of some calibrations. Keila Salai. I <laughs> see what you did there. Thank you, Lord of None. And then one more from Racing Caging, also in the United States. Amazing five stars. Love it. Been binging this for a week and a half. Saves me time from reading the codex. Well, you're very, very welcome for that. And thank you for being here. Thank you for everybody who supports the show, leaving these reviews on Apple Podcasts, supporting the Patreon, all of that. It makes this all possible so thank you to everybody for your support all right i'm gonna hand this back off to the rest of the crew and i hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show spit it out or are you trying to build suspense you're so dense sir obviously i do not know as much about human relationships as i thought and we're back from the mid-break, and we have more uh deaths to talk about more more like terrible, awful things to talk about. So I'm glad that you waited through the mid break and now you're here and you get to hear more about depressing shit. 
well, welcome back. Uh, we still have to talk to uh, Magister and Scott about who they think there uh, are, are the most impactful deaths. And if you're listening to this in your car radio on your way to work and you're screaming at the top of your lungs that no one mentioned your favorite slash most impactful death, well, don't worry. We still got Magister and Scott and me to talk about our most impactful death. So, uh, Magister, who do you think has the most impactful death of the Mass Effect universe? And keep in mind, this doesn't have to be a squad mate. Uh, uh, well, first, I think it would, um, the most uh, impactful death is, of course, uh, Xander, the big, stupid jellyfish uh, that uh, we had to take out to defend the Hanar uh, society. Um, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. I'm kidding, of course. But I uh, definitely have um, someone who's uh, who I feel is most impactful is someone who is attached to Hanar, and that's Stain. Stain's death to me was one of the most brutal outright uh, t- uh, to see. Um, Stain was his whole Keppel syndrome. Um, it's very similar to like a, a family member of mine who had a similar like lung issue that ended up taking them out the same way that it, it took him out. So it was definitely something that was a lot more personal, impactful to me, seeing the way he died, uh, especially him going out like a champ defending, I believe, was a, a counselor or one of the council members. Yes, this um, counselor. Getting hit by Kai Lang, like when I tell you, I normally play a, a pure, pure Paragon role throughout the Mass Effect, but I've never clicked a Renegade interrupt so quickly as I did to stab Kai Lang because of what? Because I felt Shepard when he's like, "That's for pain, you son of a!" Like I love that. Like, oh, you you definitely deserve every bit of this blade in you right now. Like, and. And just the like when he was his son coming in there and being with him and him giving a prayer to at, in his last moments and then you reading the book with his son and then having that moment of wait a second like this doesn't make sense why am I reading this portion he's like oh well he's already prayed for himself he's praying for you oh it's man isn't, like, that a, isn't that a dagger in the ribs. <laughs> It, it, it's definitely just I, uh, I I felt that right here, especially as someone who's a spiritual person. So, on top of that, just hearing Shepard at the end being like, uh, "See a thing," you um, paraphrasing, but uh, "See a thing." We you won't be by yourself for long. It's just like you you know that Shepard by especially by this point realizes that he's probably not going to make it. Like he's been tormented, seeing a bunch of deaths, thousands, millions, billions of deaths tormented by the, the child in the woods in the middle of his dreams, like, and now he's seeing another friend die. It's just like, hey, brother, like, don't worry. I might be right there with you, but thank you for what you did. So, and so he, it both a personal impact as well as an impact in the story, him saving that counselor. Thanks, my dude. Thanks, my dude. Absolutely. Well, I'm sorry to hear that that happened uh, to one of your family members, but I'm sure that that one was extra poignant uh, for you. And thank you for sharing that uh, with us. Uh, Thane's death is definitely one of the most crucial or uh, one of the most uh, gut-wrenching deaths that, and certainly impactful to the series because although he was on, you know, borrowed time anyway, uh, like you said, he really went out with, he went out swinging. Um, 
who here agrees about Thane's death being, you know, one of the most impactful? Jin, I see how you raise your hand. Oh, no, I, I fully agree that it is very, very tragic, but also I kind of, I really love it and respect it for what it is. In going out as a warrior, as the fighter that he is, is so it was so important to him he didn't want to die in the hospital and the fact that he was able to go out and i believe he knew what he was getting into did he think that kylang was going to kill him no but he knew that this was his last chance to be on the ground and fighting for what he believed in and that especially that line that he he says afterward when he's like that assassin should be embarrassed you know, mm-hmm. uh, an old sick uh, drill managed to stop him. And then it becomes apparent that Thane's goal was never really to, to beat Kai Lang. It was just to buy time for this Larian counselor, uh, which is even more tragic. Um, Green, I saw you also raised your hand. Uh, no, I, I agree. Uh, next to Morden, uh there's a few there's a few characters that I would always have on my team with me. And Thane was definitely one of them. Uh, you know, so when Kai Lang, you know, killed him. Yeah, that one that one that one hurt too. Absolutely. And Scott, I take it that you got some thoughts about Thane's death. I think the thing about Thane's death is the way they do like the slow-mo shot too. Like you're like, he's going to make it. And then it's just, they slow it way down. So you have to, that's when you know the game is messing with you. Just like with Tally, when it slows things down, you're like, Oh no, here it comes. Yeah. I got some problems with, I know that they were hamstrung by the, the amount of animations that they could use in different cinematics, but it felt like, is this master assassin really charging a guy with a Katana? Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I knew when they did the slow-mo, I'm like, well, he's dead. Does anyone think that Thane's death is not that impactful? I can make the devil's advocate argument again, but looks like, okay, Jin, you have thoughts? I mean, I could make the devil's advocate argument as well. Do I believe in it? No, but I mean, the argument is... In his death didn't actually impact anything except for our emotions you know what what, what did it impact well it's it layering counselor's life mm, but Paddock Swicks does the same thing or whoever his uh, replacement is if Thane died in the vents I think the counselor can um, be killed can definitely can um the but wait no the counselor that's a woman solarian right but um thane's death doesn't actually affect the storyline moving forward agreed agreed and thane was going to die anyway as cold as that sounds so if you're gonna make that argument then you might as well go full in and make that argument uh and Jamar, I, I think you got some thoughts on this one. Say, um, you know, at least we don't have to hear about Kai Ling. Like that, to me, makes it all worth it. 
You never have to see his face again. Yeah, Edgelord Supreme. Oh my god, that guy lives on 4chan. Uh, I cannot stand Kai Lang. Uh, talk about fi- favorite deaths? Kai Lang's. Kai Lang's definitely my favorite death. Uh, but, alright. Uh, I think we we still got G-Man. Is that right, G-Man? I'm, I'm a little thrown off now because the actual order of the tiles here in front of me uh, on this voice call has changed. And so I was going clockwise around the order now, but I think that we still have one person left to share their most, uh, most impactful death. And actually, I correct myself. I think it's Scott. Yeah. Um, for me, sorry, I've tried to put something else on for my kid to watch. Um, for me, um, the most impactful death is Rex. And um, it's because Rex can die either one of two ways. And so I think if, if you lose Rex in, um, in Mass Effect 1, it just changes the whole narrative of the story because, you know, coming in in Mass Effect 2, when you show up on Tachanka, it's just different, um, you know, and it just makes it weird when it's not Rex and it's not your buddy. Um, and so like that, I think, is, is a really impactful death. But then... If you if he lives, but then you sabotage the cure and the way that he dies in Mass Effect three, where you just gun him down and you're like, I don't know, some crazy Krogan on the docks. Like it's such a like he can die. I think that's part of why it's so impactful to me is that he could die a couple of different ways. But generally speaking, it's you shooting him or your compatriot shooting him. And I feel like that's really impactful because both it arcs the story um, but also it's kind of gut-wrenching like if you make the wrong choice and he gets shot by um ashley or Caden, or if you shoot him yourself at the end it's just such a or just you just terrible don't do honestly long enough there's a hidden well, yeah. timer and yeah that's like that's a great point because this is a character that can die in multiple points in the story and if if rex dies in mass effect one your your choices are so drastically changed throughout mass effect two and three and the genophage the, the fate of the krogan is entirely changed so that's a great answer um who here has ever killed rex in mass effect three has anyone here done that oh you did Jamar. okay so i'd i'd like to hear your your rationale in Mass Effect 3 or yes in Mass Effect 3 on, on 3 no uh, I don't know I didn't kill him okay so you do have a soul uh, that's good to know I was a little worried there for a second in Mass Effect 1 though oh, I didn't you, even know you could kill him in 3 so I've, I've done it once <laughs> you, oh you have done it once <laughs> yeah just to say I've, oh, I've done okay. a lot of things you were curious for science <laughs> yeah. and what that's, was it like that's also how I got Miranda killed too um it was it was like like pulling a dagger and then twisting it really slow. <laughs> um, he confronts you on the citadel. You think that there might be a way to talk him down, and he immediately shoots that down with the yeah words aren't going to work this time. And that uh, hurts. it turns and it turns into a gunfight really quick. And you have to. It's kind of like when you have to kill a legion. In Mass Effect Three, if you have to kill, you know, if you have to kill Legion, where you have to shoot him multiple times, um, you there's you put a lot of shots into him. <laughs> it's, it doesn't it doesn't make it easy on you. Yeah, and then he falls to his death, right? And he falls to his death in the Citadel. I've seen that scene on YouTube. Never had the heart to do it myself, especially after watching it on YouTube. I'm like, well, 
I know what happens now, and I don't ever want Ooh, to be yeah. responsible for that. So, um, and, all right. And then the cold way that you dismiss it afterwards, that's the, oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Okay, so who here agrees that Rex's death is the uh, impactful in, in Mass Effect? Turbo, I saw you raise your hand. It yeah, it's really impactful because if you actually uh and stuff, because it you just feel like a dick. It's like it's like all he wants to do is help his people, and you 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 you, you, you murder him is what it is. He he doesn't murder. die. You murder him. It is. It's murder. Um, so yes, like, at I. Least if- guys in the first one it's 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 a lot more understandable because those guys are it's he's i would he's confused so it's not as bad as you just up right murdering him at least what what he's doing it is bad what he's doing in three is not bad it's to help his people the ones he wants to help in one are brainwashed murder machines the ones in three are just babies yeah yeah, agreed. I think I think some other people had some thoughts about Rex, right? I thought I saw some other hands go up. Oh no, I was just a, the o Turbo rat summed it up pretty well there. I think his death in one is definitely impactful on the storyline because then you have to deal with Reeve, and I don't care about Reeve at all. <laughs> I don't mind when he dies in Mass Effect Three. Um, but and then Rex dying in three, like Turbo said, it's murder. It's yeah. straight up Shep. Shep is just a rat bastard if you do that. <laughs> I hate shepherds who do that. Uh, well, okay, I think that goes over all of ours who we think is most impactful. But I had one, I had a couple actually that I wanted to throw in the ring. Um, number one, most impactful to Shepard is the child's death. The child's death. It gives him PTSD. And of course, I mean the child who dies on the shuttle uh, that's shot down. Uh, The child's death in Mass Effect 3, I think, is really what gets to Shepard, or at least is the the straw that breaks the camel's back. Uh, Because after that, Shepard has such clear indications of severe PTSD. Uh, and that is like the beginning of when you can see Shepard's psyche really starting to break, uh, which is tragic. Um, but most impactful, like powerful and sad to me, Anderson's death. Oh my God. Watching that Anderson death scene was like, why am I crying in the club right now? It's, it's, it was like so fucking sad. I can't even explain it. Uh, just that final line of him saying, you know, I'm proud of you. And I don't know who here has installed the mod to restore the cut content from that dialogue, but you thought it was sad before? Oh my gosh, they really should have never cut that dialogue. That was amazing. Uh, Jen, I know that you've played with it before. It hurts a lot to listen to it, and if you... I don't have the capability to mod. I would definitely watch a YouTube video on it. And I will say that just from a dialogue standpoint and from a word choice, playing it as a bro-shep is even more impactful. Um, 
the way that uh, Anderson says, like, uh, you did good daughter doesn't flow as well as, you know, I'm proud of you, son. And so I would I would suggest doing it as a bro. Um, I if you want maximum agree. heart stabbiness. I felt maximum heart stabbiness uh, in that scene when, yeah, when Shepard says, you did good, son. You did good. You know, I'm proud of you. And then Shepard just, you know, kind of looks over and goes, Anderson. And then there's silence. And it's like, wow, fuck, he couldn't have lived like 10 seconds longer, man. I was this close to firing off the crucible. We would have died anyway. But then <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. But that that also, scene is damn really you Metagel for not working. Right. Well, I don't think that it looked like Shepard's Omni tool might may have been toast by that point. Uh, so maybe there would have been no way to apply the Omni gel or or whatnot. I'm not sure. But um. You know what? Also, throwing my hat in the ring for most impactful death, Niftu Cal. If you encourage Niftu Cal, the biotic god, to go run out there and show him who's boss, that that dude gets thrown into fucking oblivion. <laughs> like it is, it is comical, but it is also it's a it effectively amounts to murder because you you know damn well that he does not belong on the battlefield, and you can encourage him to run out there. And uh, he he dies, <laughs> like pretty probably. Uh, he's my battle buddy. <laughs> we all. I will try. I will follow behind him anytime he goes into battle. You got this, bionic god. I'm gonna stay over here. We're safe. You exactly. go have fun. Exactly the bullet sponge. So. Um, well, I guess I guess that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, I think we've gone through more than a few characters in Mass Effect and why their deaths are impactful or not. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, then you can go ahead and drop a comment. Let us know who you think had the most impactful death in Mass Effect. Uh, or if you disagree with one of ours, uh, that you think that, you know what, their death really wasn't that impactful. I'm also open to hearing those arguments very clearly. I think I probably pissed a lot of people off when I was talking about Tally. Uh, <laughs> but that's what I do. Um, all right. Well, patrons, why don't we go around clockwise and you can, uh, go, go ahead and let people know what you got going on. If you got some side projects going on and how they can reach you, maybe aside from the discord, if you've got Twitter or Twitch, or if you stream or anything like that. Uh, but we'll go ahead and start in the top left for my orientation. That's green, green. Uh, what do you got going on and how can people reach you? Uh, well, I, I do have a podcast that's uh, been brewing in my head. Uh, so if you grew up in the 90s and you are a big fan of Power Rangers, uh, we got 30 years here in America, over 55 years in Japan. That's a lot of lore. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's still brewing. I'm trying to get stuff, you know, done, but uh, keep an eye out for that. Other than uh other than that, uh, you can find me on uh, on the Discord uh, with uh, through uh, Green Wicked Ranger or on Twitch, uh, Autobot Strife. Gotcha. Awesome. Thank you, uh, Green Wicked Ranger. Can't wait to uh, chat with you some more. And Genesis, I know you've got more than a few things cooking in the pot. <laughs> I do. Uh, in about three and a half hours, I'll be going live again, recording the second show for today on the Two Girls, One Ship podcast, where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. Uh, tonight is actually uh, another Bioware episode where we send couples to therapy. 
though, if you want a Mass Effect Couples Therapy episode, that will be coming out on Monday or live recording here in a couple of hours. Um, I also am the co-host of the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where we uh, look at all aspects of the video game, the TTRPG, the Netflix series. Uh, We're also starting to analyze the comic books that are coming out. We just last week got news that a brand new comic series is coming out in October. That's awesome. Romeo, Romeo and Juliet love story between the Maelstrom and the Moxes. So it'll be interesting for sure. That is a star-crossed love. <laughs> but you know what? You know what couple needs therapy? Shepard and the Vermeyer survivor. Good God. They need to go to therapy together for sure. All of them. Everyone needs therapy in Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, fair. Everyone's got some baggage. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much. And if uh, you're listening to this and you haven't checked out Two Girls, One Ship yet or the Cyberpunk Lorecast, definitely go check those out. M. Jamar, what do you got going on? How can people get a hold of you? I don't really got going on. Find me at um, M. Jamar on the Discord if you want to talk Mass Effect or, um, you know, just games in general. Uh, but yeah, it was nice being here again. Uh, hope to chat with you guys next month. Gotcha. And uh, well, can't wait to see you next month as well. I don't know what topic we'll come up with, but I'm sure it'll be uh, equally powerful and maybe divisive. Scott, how's it going? What do you got going on? How can people reach you? Just working and parenting. That's all that I got going on. But uh, people can find me on the Discord. Yeah, it is. But people can find me on the Discord, Scott1266. All right. Sounds good. And Turbo Toboggan? I'm not doing anything, just coming up on these shows and listening to them. And we are happy to have you. We can't wait to chat with you next month, too. Uh, G-Man, how about you? What do you got going on? You stream? You got any shows? And uh, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm just G-Man on, on the Discord. I'm, I'm the same name on Twitch as well. I stream Mass Effect every once in a while, but it's not a... I don't even know if the stream works. I just flip the switch every time I log on. Um, but uh, I'm currently in Mass Effect 2 on that but nothing really just uh, hit me up in the Discord if you want to talk Mass Effect and you'll see me around I'll be here next month awesome alright can't wait to chat with you then and Magister thank you uh, for your first time joining uh, what do you got going on do you stream you uh, have any shows currently or maybe in the future that you got going on and how can people get a hold of you <laughs> Yo, no, no shows for me or anything like that. Um, I'm Magister of Twilight. Um, feel free to reach out to me on the Discord if you have any uh, questions for me. And uh, thank you for having me. Gotcha. All right. Uh, well, I think that uh, pretty much sums it up. The the order of the tiles switched again, so I almost got confused. But uh, patrons, thank you so much for being here. Seriously, uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Support that like what you guys show this show not only allows us to keep going but it was also the same support that allowed me to buy the ring for my fiance now so like i've said it before but i I want to like cement it that that your support had a concrete difference in my life and will forever now so uh it seriously does not go unnoticed and we couldn't do this show without you 
And uh, for the rest of our listeners, next week, we are going back to talking about Tally. So if you were wanting to hear more Tally lore, then guess what? You you uh, are not going to be disappointed. We are going to be talking more about Tally, probably here for the next couple weeks at least. Uh, and by that time, I think Tom will be back from vacation. So uh, until next time, Spectres, I should go. Logging you out, Shepard. Thanks for tuning in to the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of Mass Effect. Reach out to us on Twitter at Mass Effect Cast or check out the Robots Radio Discord. Also, you can send us an email at MassEffectLorecast at gmail.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.